In this episode, I have three very weird and strange encounters that were sent in. But before we get to those encounters, if you're digging my content, then hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on all the fun. Now let's get to the stories. I know this is the kind of place to share this. No one really believes me. They listen, but I know they really don't believe anything I'm about to say. Anyway, I went to see family in Phoenix. I go every few months. No one likes that I live in Chicago. You know how it can be with family. If you're not living 10 minutes away, the sky is going to fall. All hell will break loose, you know? I get with my cousins. We're hanging out with a few of their friends. And they want to go outside the city to a park with a big rock in the shape of a ring. I'm down. That seems okay. They say we might even see a rattlesnake or a desert hare or something. I could see some animals in the wild. Why not? We grab a few drinks and we jump in my cousin's jeep. And they go into a pickup and we go. It was almost dark, like the sun was just ready to disappear. We get there. It didn't take too long. I don't know, maybe like 20 minutes max. There are a few other cars. Not too many. I guess most people were leaving because it was getting dark. We park next to a little lake or a pond, open a few drinks and start throwing rocks, skipping them across the water. It was weird though. Someone across the parking lot was fighting with their dog. He was going nuts. And the owners were trying to pull him into their car. He was whining and barking and thrashing around in their arms. I've never seen a dog do that before. We just kind of watched and the owner seemed embarrassed. We should have paid more attention to that dog. We really should have. So we started walking around and goofing around. You know how people are with their family and friends. One guy was looking for snakes. My cousin said to watch out for killer bees. Apparently they're an issue now in Arizona. And people keep running into them. I was nursing my drink as I'm really not a big drinker. And never have been. It was hot. And I'm not used to the heat anymore. You get used to your new surroundings. Chicago, even in the summer, is nowhere near Arizona heat. We all were walking around the park, and I started to help look for snakes, overturning some rocks, rattling through some of the tall grass with a stick. I've never actually seen a rattlesnake outside of the zoo. I've heard them while walking. They rattle to scare you away, but I actually never seen one. My cousin and his friends convinced me it would be cool to see. I guess I felt braver with a stick in my hand. Sounds kind of corny now, though. We didn't find any snakes. We saw some birds and someone yelled about a lizard that they found on a rock. We were just laughing and talking and telling stories. My cousin's friends asked me about Chicago and what living there was like. They had spent pretty much their entire lives in Arizona and never gone that far north. It's kind of a different world, I suppose. I didn't think anything I was saying was interesting, but they seemed to want to know. That's when we started hearing these noises. Weird whining at first. Someone said it was coyotes, so we began to walk around looking for them. They apparently have no fear of humans anymore, I guess. We climbed up some rocks and looked around. We couldn't really see anything, and it was getting darker. My cousin said that sometimes sound is weird in the desert, and maybe they were farther away. We heard it again, and a kind of a yipping noise. But it sounded like there was more than one now. It sounded closer. I didn't see anything until my foot slipped when I tried to get higher up on the rocks. At first, it was just a shadow out of the corner of my eye. And then I saw a tail, and it looked like it could have been a coyote. I ran down to some rocks that were right below me, and I stood really still and quiet. 
I've seen a coyote before from far away, never up close. I knew they didn't really fear people anymore. They'll run right past you, or go into your garbage and rummage around for food. I've even heard people say that they'll come to your front door looking for food if they're really brave. Everybody seemed to just stop and look around them. Nobody even whispered to each other. We kept hearing things moving, brushing past rocks. It was pretty eerie. Hearing things moving around you but not being able to see them, or really tell in what direction they were moving, I turned to my cousin and he just mouthed that he was freaked out. I just smiled and turned back, looking left and right, trying to pin down what was moving around us. I thought it ran down behind some of the rocks, maybe 10 or 15 feet below me, but then something stood up like a person, and its eyes flashed like a dog's or a cat's when they catch light, and I heard the yipping again right next to me. I turned and then turned back and saw the coyote running off. My cousin saw it too. We were incredibly freaked out. The thing that is really crazy about all this is the coyote wasn't running away on all fours. It was running away on two legs. My cousin doesn't even tell the story anymore because no one believes us. They just think that we're making it up for attention. My mom said it was the time that the light and the dark were playing tricks on us. I know what I saw, though. I still can't figure out why this coyote would be walking on two legs. After 10 years, I feel like I'm finally ready to share my story. I hope you read it on your channel, because finding out there were others like me finally made me feel somewhat sane again. This was in 2012 in Long Island, New York, just a few weeks after Hurricane Sandy hit. Beyond the massive damage, the hurricane had really messed up the striper fishing season. After getting out of work around midnight one night, I decided to hit the beach for a few hours and try my luck anyway. It would be too cold soon to go again, and I had already bought a new fishing rod I wanted to try out. When I pulled into my normal spot, the small dirt parking lot was completely empty. Usually, there would be a few other fishermen down on the beach, but it looked like I had the beach all to myself that night. Walking down the hill and onto the sand, there was this driftwood and trash everywhere. The storm had really messed things up and washed all kinds of stuff onto the beaches. I even heard stories of some crazy deep sea species found in a few places not too far away and was thinking maybe I would find one too. Besides being empty, the beach was oddly quiet, like really quiet. Usually there were some bait fish jumping out of the water and handfuls of seagulls squawking along the beach. But tonight, it was just dead silent, the only noise being my sandals crunching on the sand. Even the waves seemed to be muted somehow. Not wanting to walk too far from the trail back to the parking lot, I walked straight out to the edge of the surf and tied up my gear. I was very familiar with this stretch of the beach and knew that about 100 feet out, the bottom dropped off quickly into the 40-foot deep range. I cast out, then took a seat on the sand, ready to blank out until I caught something or got tired and went home. It didn't take long. About 15 minutes, my line went taut and started pulling slowly but forcefully to the right. I jump with excitement, thinking it may be a shark since stripers tend to jerk the line around when it's hooked. In my excitement, I pull back hard on my fishing rod. I immediately felt the line go slack. Crap, I broke the line, I thought. I started to reel back in fast so I could retie my line and cast back out and try to catch this thing. 
As soon as I reeled in about 10 feet of line, it went tight again. I stopped and then again, the line went limp. I repeated this cycle a few more times until I came to the realization that whatever was out there was headed directly toward me. I stood there dumbfounded, not knowing what kind of fish or sea critter behaved this way. And then I saw it. The moonlight reflected off of some kind of black spiny ridge sticking out of the water. The ridge alone, at least the portion I could see, had to be about 10 feet long. Then I noticed something else. There was water at my feet a moment ago. There was now only wet, soggy sand. The waterline was receding away from me, and fast. I could see clumps of seaweed and shells and a few crabs moving quickly to get out of the way of this thing. Watching the water wash over and then away from this thing was like watching one of those game shows where they pull back the cover on a brand new car. Only the thing under this cover was a complete nightmare. Granted, the moon was shining, but it was still pretty dark, and the complexion on this thing made it hard to tell where it began and where the sand ended. I figured whatever it was had to be at least 30 feet long. I stood transfixed, not knowing what it was or what I should do. Then it started moving. What looked like the upper body of this thing raised high off the sand. In the darkness, the only feature I could really make out was this snake-like head. And right in the center of that, two bright points of yellow light that looked like eyes. This thing started doing a weird swaying motion with its head and body, moving slowly left then right, its eyes sweeping up and down the beach searching for something. My hand was going numb from clutching my fishing rod so tightly that I had to drop it. I don't know if it was the noise or the movement, but the second the rod hit the sand, the creature had snapped in my direction. It locked eyes with me. It held its gaze for what seemed like minutes, but was probably only a few seconds. Then subconsciously, I took a step back, and then everything happened at once. I then saw the water start rushing back in my direction, moving much quicker than it should have been on a calm night. At the same time, the creature lowered its head and began a lightning-fast slither right in my direction. I bolted. I wasn't in great shape at the time, but I turned and ran with every ounce of strength and speed that I could muster. I could feel the incoming water nipping at my heels, and hear the splashing that that creature's wriggling body was making as it came for me. Finally, I got to the hill and scraped my fingers and my knees up in my rapid ascent. Not nearly brave enough to look back, I dashed towards my car, ripped open the door and slammed the keys into the ignition. I looked up through the windshield and could see the thing's head just starting to crest over top the hill. I threw my car into reverse and started driving so fast that a huge cloud of dust kicked up all around the front of my car. That's probably what saved me. Flipping on the headlights and looking back over the dash quickly, I could just see the outline of this creature in the dust cloud, its head whipping back and forth trying to locate the sound of my car. I drove in reverse the entire quarter mile back to the main road. I didn't even care that I left my tackle on my new fishing rod on the beach. I still don't know what I saw that night. Frankly, I don't want to know. Shortly afterwards, I sold a bunch of my fishing gear and threw out the rest. I hope someone can relate to this so I know I'm not going crazy. I don't know what to make of this, or neither do my friends. Maybe some of you can help us understand what the hell happened. I went on a camping trip with a few of my close buddies, a few weeks ago in Oregon. 
We hiked a few trails in the deeper part of the woods, but we remembered where we parked a car and tried to stay within a reasonable distance. We decided to settle in a clearing that was off the trail for at least a mile, a giant rock as our guide to the entrance and exit of our camp. As long as we can find the rock, we know we wouldn't get lost. We thought we had a good couple of hours before the sunset. We were very wrong. There was at least an hour left of daylight the last time I checked. I pulled out my phone and it was only 4.45 p.m. in the summer. It wasn't that dark yet, so we just put our backpacks down where we settled down. Since we could still see each other, we decided to split up and make setting up camp go faster. I collected stones for the campfire walls. Mason gathered wood. Josh would stay behind and set up the tents. And Austin got ready to cook dinner. I couldn't really find big enough rocks, so I went a little further into the woods. This part of the forest was a bit denser than the rest, and I thought I was gone for only a few minutes. But then I heard Josh calling for me. I came back to our site, and our conversation went like this. I said, what's up? I heard you yell my name. What? Josh said. You yelled my name. What do you need? I didn't say your name. Really? I went back to where I left off and grabbed a few more stones. When I got back to our pit area, I started setting them up in a circle. Mason started setting his sticks into the pit when I was finished. By now, we had a campfire. Our tents were just about set up, and Austin was dragging out the cooler with all the meat we packed for the trip. We got the fire going, and we were just sitting around the fire telling stories. After a while, we heard some rustling in the bushes. We looked over and shined our flashlight over there where we heard a noise. All we saw was a large buck running away. It was strange, but again, we are in the middle of the forest. After we sat around the fire for a while, my friends and I were ready to call it a night. We got in our tents and we went to bed. I woke up a few hours later hearing someone or something in our cooler. I unzipped my tent and shined my flashlight around the campsite. I looked until I saw a shape near our supplies. It was that buck again. I could only see the right side of it, but it was just that deer getting into our cooler. Wait a minute, that's the meat cooler. Why would a deer be eating meat? Before I could think of anything else, I saw the deer get up on two legs and arch its head up. It looked like it was sniffing in the air for something. Then it started to scream. This scream was not normal for a deer, or any animal for that matter. I quickly zipped my door back up and turned off my flashlight. I thought if whatever the hell that was didn't know I saw it, then it should go away. I waited for what felt like hours before I decided to peek outside again. When I peeked out, I saw a red eye staring back at me. That deer, or whatever the heck it was, was closer and staring right back at me. It wasn't right up against the tent, but this thing had this sinister smile on its face and it was smiling at me. I saw half of its face rotting off, and I gagged when I smelled it. I yelled for my friends to get out of their tents and run to the car. I went past the rock and made a beeline for our car. I felt like I was running forever until I saw it, and I unlocked it using my key fob. I looked at the trail and saw my friends running to the car as well. It looked like I wasn't the only one who saw it. We couldn't speak. Even if we wanted to, no words would come out. We don't even know how to explain what we saw. That night, we slept in the car with the doors locked. We didn't go back until morning to retrieve our stuff. God forbid we run into that thing again. When we got back to the campsite in the morning, everything looked pretty normal. 
Nothing else was taken. There were no rips in any of the tents, nothing. We still decided we wanted to get out of there as soon as possible. So we packed everything up and we started to leave. We drove off and put the forest miles behind us. We never wanted to go back to that spot again. Let me know what you think about these stories in the comments below. Also, make sure to check out dreadsarmy.com where you'll find all of my stories and multiple strange and weird news posted every single day. If you want to be part of the discussion, check out the forums on Dreads Army. We also have a Facebook group so you don't miss out on any updates. Thanks and take care.